Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Honor and glory be unto you, Lamb of God. We worship you, Father. Glorify your name. You are exalted King of glory. Proclaim your glory and majesty. From the rising of the sun till the setting of the same, we proclaim, Lord, you reign. Yahweh, you are worthy of all glory. You are worthy of all praises. My heart rejoices in you this morning. I bless you, O Father. I honor your name. Once again, I thank you for another glorious day. Thank you, Father, for this is the hour where your spirit is tearing your church to move towards the place of readiness. Yes. Our heart once again rejoices in your prophetic expression, in the demand and the request of your spirit. Thank you for your comings. Thank you, Father, for the unveilings of your nature and character in this glorious day. Thank you, Father, for the bellowings of your spirit. Thank you. Oh, there's a stirring. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the longings of our hearts, yearning and moving towards the place of your counsel. Yes, this is where we find rest for our soul. Rejoice in you this morning. Celebrate your goodness. Celebrate your mercy. Celebrate your coming. Celebrate your prophetic expressions, the demand of your spirit for a glorious day like this. Thank you, Lord, that our eyes have been awakened. Our hearts have been awakened. Our ears are unstopped to hear what your spirit is saying for this glorious day. We rejoice in you. We celebrate you. We glorify your name. In all the earth, I declare that there is none like you, none to be compared or likened unto you. Father, you are worthy. Oh, hallelujah. My hands raised before you, my voice once again lifted towards your altar. I proclaim king of glory who will not fear you king of the nations who will not bow before you for the nations and their kings cast their crown to worship you Yahweh you reign forever oh hallelujah glory 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 blessed are those whose hearts are set on a journey glory honor praise adoration Unto you, Lamb of God, Hallelujah. Zabaha, Zalabo Shinda Labrono, Hande Rabdo Velemo Supatayada, Hallelujah. Glory, yes, it is a song of heaven. We proclaim that you are glorious this morning. You are beautiful for our situation, Hallelujah. Thank you once again for a brand new day. Thank you once again for a brand new day. Yes, we have come before you this morning once again rejoicing 
in the glorious majesty of your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I honor you once again. I praise your name. Thank you, Lord, for a well-instructed tongue. Once again, that you have given unto us to know the words that sustains the weak and the weary in this seasons, oh God, of weariness where men are getting tired and are losing heart. Thank you, Lord, that your word says, though our outer man may be perishing, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. This is the joy we have in you. This is the confidence we have that when we congregate, when we assemble in this order of a life, in this place that can only be cited by the Spirit, this order of life come Mount Zion, the place where there are no thunderings, no sound, yes, nothing to feel, nothing to touch, nothing to see in the physical, yet there are expressions, yet there are, hallelujah, congregation, there are activity, angels ascending and descending, there are thrones, realms, there are movements, speakings, building, constructions taking place. In this order of a life come Mount Zion, where we gather and we can touch each other via the Spirit, through the Spirit. Our life, our strength is being renewed day by day. I honor you, Father. I glorify your name. Thank you, Father, for the sound of awakening. Thank you, Father, for the blowing of the shofar, the ram's horn. You say, blow the trumpet in Zion. That is what Potter's Gate is, to continue to blow the trumpet, to continue to sound the alarm. Yes, that whosoever is ready and willing, yes, will hear that which your spirit is saying and will respond. Hallelujah. What a glorious day. Thank you that you have prepared me for this. And you are still preparing me for that which is ahead. Lord, that we do not count on what, yes, we have done or experienced yesterday. It's another day, another chapter. It's another day, another opening, another calling. Yes, another teasing into reality's newness in Christ. Day by day, we are expressing, yes, we are experiencing new dimensions, new expressions. We are coming into new view of your eternal glory. The word says of the increase of the kingdom and government of your peace, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. Bottomless realities. No man can come to the fullness of this order of a life. Lord, once again, we undress ourselves from yesterday's experience. <laughs> we undress ourselves, yes, from yesterday's uh, calling. We, we, um, we undress ourselves from yesterday's glory. We are not like Moses that covers his, his face with the veil. We remove the veil this morning. We come with an unveiled face. I come with an unveiled face this morning. I bring this troop, this company of men and women, like the armies of David. 
I bring them before you this morning with an unveiled face that once again we may behold your glory. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Satayada brodo koshin talebrana. The sovereign Lord has given to me a well-instructed tongue to know the words. That's our desire. We want to know the words. We want to know the word that will sustain us for this epoch. Thank you, Lord, that you have not disappointed us. We are not of them that, that are eating of the stale bread. Uh-uh. You said to the priest, remove the bread of yesterday from the altar. Fresh bread must be brought daily. Lord, this morning I present your current mind. I present, yes, Lord, to your people, your current mind, the currency of the day. I present to them, oh God, your expression for this hour. I present to them, Lord, a new word for this day, the 28th of July, oh God, 2023. Yes, the Daba, the Rema word for today, for now. Now faith is. I praise your name, Father. Lead us, guide us, help us to continue to press into you. Yes, help us to sow to that which will awaken our spiritual man, will empower our spiritual man. Help us to continue to remain in the gym of the spirits. Yes, men are so are so devoted to their physical look and it's good to keep ourselves the bible says bodily exercise profits little huh? but 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 righteousness exercising of righteousness in the order of christ in the order of the of the kingdom of god profits small this is what we are about while we do not neglect our body yet we press further we go yonder yes to build and to make sure that we are spiritually fit for the day for there is a war before us we hear the sound of war we see the enemy ranging coming galloping with his horse charging towards us yet we prepare ourselves ready today as Jotam prepared his way we prepare ourselves we declare that we will no longer be caught, yes, unready, unprepared. We dress ourselves, your word says we should dress ourselves ready, yes, as a servant who is waiting for the coming, yes, of his master. We don't know the hour or time, but Lord, we know one thing. When you come knocking, we will be ready to open the door. Like David says, once the Lord spoke, twice I've heard. We will be ready. We will not go into slumber. We have learned. We have, we have learned of the mistake of them that went into slumber. We've seen what, yes, going into slumber can cost a generation. Ah. We've seen what going into slumber can cost a family. We saw it during the COVID. Where everything that man represents was shut down. Because the people went into slumber. We saw how mighty men 
were shut down. How powerful people, how rich people lose everything, lost everything. They own business, closed down. Churches, ministry, shut down. Movement, restricted. Why? Because people went into slumber. We're not ready. But now we are preparing ourselves. They say once beating, twice shy. Now we are getting ourselves ready. Not by might, not by power. We are aligning ourselves in the spirit and with the spirit. We want to, yes, be alert in the spirit. We want to hear the sound like watchmen positioned on the wall. Hallelujah. Not going into slumber. This is why you are speaking to us about the new set of guards that you are deploying upon the walls. Guards who are engineered by design. Guards who can build like a Nehemiah's company. Yes, Father, we thank you that you are speaking, yes, to us about so many dimensions in this day of the restoration and the reformation of your people. Thank you, O God. We want to be prepared. We want our children to be prepared. We want, yes, Lord, our city community to be prepared. We want the ecclesia, the body of Christ to be ready. And this is why, oh God, we are not holding back. We are not holding back. This is the reason why we are dealing with this issue, oh God. Not with kid gloves, no. We are ready, oh God, to engage. We are ready to betray. We are ready, oh God, yes, to burn the midnight oil. We are ready, oh God, to go gather woods, to gather stones for the building of this ark. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, if you're joining me this morning, I want to welcome you once again. As you will notice, the Spirit of God is already speaking and giving us direction. They're already speaking to us. Yes. Let's say he who will speak, let him speak as the oracle of God. This morning we speak as God's oracle. In the midst of this training, in the midst of this awakening, in the midst of this coming, in the midst of this prep prepping, we want to be an army ready for God. You see, this army is not one that carries some kind of weapon or guns. No, we want to be armed in righteousness and with righteousness. They say righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach. We want to be armed, hallelujah, with the weaponries of the spirit. We want to be, yes, well dressed. The scripture says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to against the wiles of the enemy the wiles of the enemy the schemes of the enemy things are not the way they seem the enemy you think you're fighting may actually not be the enemy you should be fighting (laughs) see the the enemy is very very good in camouflaging in deceiving in maneuvering his ways And this is the reason why they are training us once again to be well equipped in the in the in the in the in the in the dimension hallelujah of wisdom of knowledge of being sighted hallelujah yes of of discerning hallelujah we have to be truly equipped and awakened listen there are dimensions locked within your spirit man 
One of the things we are getting to discover in this season is our true spiritual identity. There are people who have, who have you know, a false image, a false form of themselves. All their life, they bought a lie. The world has lied to them. Families have lied to them. Communities, cities, amen. Their, their nationality has lied to them. They're living a different, a different life. They're living, in fact, they're living a different person. Their true life, their true authority, their true resource, capacity, their true ability, their true skill, locked within their spirit man. This is the beauty of salvation and redemption, that when you come to Christ, you get to discover who you are. And it's from that position, amen, that you begin to engage life. But that takes, amen, a training. And this is why we are here. That is not enough to say, well, I go to church on Sunday. Ah, well, I'm born again. In fact, I'm even a minister. No, have you got to discover? Have you come to the realization of your true identity? Because if you have not, the enemy will continue to use that ignorance, amen, to gain advantage and to, amen, limit you and deceive you. You will live your life and, in fact, finally die without even getting to discover who you are. So what we're dealing with here, friends, if you're watching me, is a serious business. It's a serious business. And I hope, I pray that you will really take what we're talking about, you know, seriously. It's my prayer that you will take this thing seriously. Because the lies of the enemy is to deceive you, is to tell you that he's not even in existence. Or he doesn't bother about you. No, he does bother about you. If your life counts for something, then you have an adversary. The meaning of the devil, amen, is the adversary. When you say the devil is, is the adversary. An adversary is one who, who challenges you, amen. Who hates your gods. Who, who dislikes you. Not because you've done something against him or her. <laughs> but because that person is just pre prejudicial to you that's an adversary you know some people just look at you that's the issue of race race and racism somebody look at you just because you look different <laughs> you are black or you're white amen suddenly they hate you for that or just because amen you're a woman amen this person just dislike you or because you're a man or you you talk in a particular way or you look they just hate you for that that's an adversary and you like it or not you know we can be naive to say oh well well I, I really don't have an enemy no you lie you do have in fact for you to believe that you don't have an enemy that itself tells us that you have bought a lie i mean i used to be, you know as a pastor i used to be i would say i was naive you know why because i love people i, I just love people because you see our deceptions are in levels I love people and I just want to, you know, do whatever I can to assist people. Not because I have, but the little that I have, you understand, I will give it. I mean, I will. But you see, people began to take advantage to the point that people were setting traps for me. I mean, I could not just believe that somebody will go out of their way to try to bring me down. 
it never occurred to me but all my life <laughs> I've been dealing with adversary I never knew the history the, 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 the story around my you know my birth upbringing you know is one shrouded with you know powerful demonic attack you see but I never really gave it a thought and I know that there, you've, you've got the extreme where there are people who are really paranoid paranoid about the devil and I'm, I'm not into all of that I'm, and that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying that as long as you're in this world there is an enemy and the Bible took time to explain to reveal his schemes that's why the Bible in fact talk about his schemes his schemes a scheme is you understand a trick a strategy a way a form that you know an enemy gets into you without you knowing you, you, you've got to be very 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 you know awaken alive a lot in the spirit not being paranoid amen not suspecting people we're not talking about people here we're talking about amen a spiritual enemy because it is that spiritual enemy that that triggers all kinds of things people situations circumstances amen against you that is clear but we also know that scripture says all things work together for the good of them who love the lord and are called after his purpose well that is a place you need to get to but before you get to that realm you've got to understand the way the enemy works are you getting the point we're making if there's ever a plan if you ever woke up to an ordained purpose a prophetic counsel that heaven wants you to fulfill or if heaven ever drops a burden in your heart to do that will change and transform life, society, community that will reverse you understand injustice that will train, equip, build people that will inform people ah, friends you don't just have an adversary you have adversaries if you ever desire to succeed in life, you then be ready for opposition. <laughs> if you are ready, amen, yes, to have, you understand, you know, a, 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 a beautiful home. <laughs> yes, many people have a dream, amen. They're dreaming of, you know, just to have a nice family, a nice wife, a nice husband, you know, you know, a caring children, a supportive, you know, a, a spouse then be ready for opposition anything that amen you 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 you, you are desiring or you have been given that will move you from point one to point two from a to b that will push you further amen get ready for a push back the enemy doesn't like progress the enemy does not amen appreciate that you wake up in the morning and you're filled with joy. You understand? 
and you feel with you know fulfillment amen that you 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 can dance before the lord and give glory and thanks to him remember he knows that he understand that he was once the cherubim that covers hallelujah he knows what praises does to god he will come and charge against you he will create all kinds of you know scenarios and situations around you within your home within your family you understand every time you wake up and you say you want to pray have you noticed that that is when something happens every time you say you want to study God's word you really want to live a life amen pattern after God you really want to please God that's when the temptation comes you understand that is when they you know God knows who comes and knock on your door that is when you know you get to be tempted about God knows what something is just there Every time you want to read the Bible, you want to read God's word, you find yourself dozing and drowsing and, and yawning. You've not even gone five minutes. You're already going. But if if it's to watch a movie or uh, you know to go visit somebody, you know, to go to a party or do something, you have all day. In fact, your soul is very alive. Say, Come on, let's go. <laughs> The soul is never tired of being fed. These are highlights, expressions of the battles that we are in. And many people don't even know that that, those are battles. They just think, oh, that's who I am. That's my life. That's not your life. Like I've been saying, you can believe the greatest evil that can happen to a person is to believe in a lie is to believe in a lie is to believe in a lie many of us bought a lie and we are living we're still living in the lie you know god is waking me up he's awakening me i'm beginning to realize that certain things are not meant for me are not part of my life therefore i refuse i reject them thoughts sometimes come into my mind i say to myself sorry i say it loud that's not for me. That amen does not look like me. That 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 thought does not th- does not reflect who, who I am. You understand? So that is not me. That's for it. Go in the name of Jesus. You see, if you're going to advance in life, you are going to be. You have to be like an army that is ready. Hallelujah! To advance against all odds. The Bible says this weapon, this excuse me, this battle that we are in, amen, is in the realm of thoughts, is in the realms of desire, is in the realms of our feeling, is in the realm of our subconscious, is in the realm of our desire. Come on, is in the realm, amen, that people can see. You know, you can be smiling at people, people can be smiling at you. You are engaging in serious warfare. We have to understand all of this. We cannot afford to capitulate to the lies of the enemy. So the first call, amen, of this warfare is self-identification. Accurate self-analysis. Who are you? Not what, amen, the prophet said. Not what the pastor said. Not what the bishop said. Not what, you know, uh, 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 the doctor said. Amen. Not even what the lawyer says about you. Not what, you know, professional says. Who are you? Your true identity is sourced first in God's word. You may not look like what, amen, yes, the word described. 
but you want to, amen, first of all, accept it, believe it. Then you want to begin to align yourself, amen. You might have been captured by all kinds of belief system, you know, ideologies, you know, standards that are below, amen, the values of God. You may be struggling with some issues. God knows what habits, you understand, but that's not who you are. Don't give in. Don't give up, amen. Don't don't say, well, I've been, I've been trying to change. You don't try to change. You believe, first of all, what God says, amen. From that position of your belief and trust, amen, in what God says you are, you begin to fight the enemy, it's not like the enemy is not going to come back. He's going to come back. But you continue to stand your ground. I mean, there are things I'm dealing with within my health. Right? With my eyes. and my. I mean, I've got all kinds. I mean, I don't say those things. But every day I stand my ground. And I say, but this is what God says about my life. And I understand why I'm still breathing. I understand why I'm still here. I understand why the enemy is after me. Amen. I'm very clued up. Amen. About that. And that, amen, kind of, you know, awaken the foil to pray and to charge against the enemy that wants to steal my identity. Like I said, many people are living a different life and living another life. Amen. The enemy has given you a fake identity and you bought it, you accepted it. And you're going around, they say, But this is who I am. That's, I don't, that's just who I am. That's not who you are, for goodness sake. That's not who you are. You want to see yourself? Look into the mirror of God's word. I am what God says I am. We used to make those confessions. I don't know if you grew up, amen, in the charismatic church. We used to make those confessions. I am who God says I am. I am what God says I am. I am made in the image and in the likeness of Christ. Everywhere I go, my lines are falling in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I am not sick. I am well. I am healed. I am restored. My life is hidden in Christ. This day, I, I rise up, amen, to fulfill God's plan for my life. I am, I am, I am at the expression of love, not hate. We used to make those confessions. Those are good confessions. You, con you need to continue to make them because the more you hear those things you're saying, amen, it changes something. It rewires your paradigm. I'm a life giver. I'm a carrier of wisdom. The knowledge of God lives in me. My body is the temple of God. I used to say that until, you know, I, I start dreaming it. My body is the temple of God. My body is not the temple, amen, for sin. My body is not the temple for iniquity. I do not love, amen, yes, the things of, of the flesh. That doesn't mean that my, my fallen desire does not crave for the things of the flesh. But guess what? I keep saying, I keep confessing it because they say confession brings reality. When you confess, when you continue to confess something, amen, your mind, you know, your, your mind starts reacting. If you confess negative or if you are declaring negative, I mean, you look at uh, sometimes in my house, all right, in my house, in my house, my children are not allowed to say anything negative. They are not, to, they are not allowed to use any form of negative word, any word that is negative. <laughs> and sometimes they forget no 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 hey 
you are not permitted, not in this house, not under my roof. Are you, are you allowed to use such a language against your sister or, or to your brother? You are not allowed. You see, you create that culture. I'm creating an atmosphere. It's not easy, but you have to. You have to engage, amen, your vicinity, your sphere, hallelujah, with the right word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Are you getting it? You are not, you are not that. I say to my children, you know, when my, all my children, when they were born, if, before they were born, I was, I was making proclamations and declarations, shaping their life through my words. Samuel, you are, you are born to fulfill God's purpose. When Samuel was born, they told us he's got Aspergian syndrome. You know, it's one of those, H, you know, HDD and all of those kinds of syndrome. Can't, you won't be able to fit into, you know, into society. You won't be able to, you know, uh, 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 you know, think properly. You won't be able to engage. You won't be able to relate. And, you know, they gave us all the woes, all the woes. And we've been from therapy to therapy from, you know, we had to take him even to a special school at some point. One day I just got angry. I said, no, my son is not going to stay in this school again. Because when I see the children living in this, in this environment, I don't see hope for my my kid now we took him off we take him to therapy pay so much money one day i said to my wife no more we're no more going to therapy it's enough god is going to perfect his counsel god told me this boy is going to be a prophet he's going to be one that he's he's going to use for his glory hallelujah and there was and i continue amen sometimes weeping crying hallelujah walking the street and just continue to proclaim and declare i know that i'm warring hallelujah on behalf of my son i continue to declare hallelujah his mind hallelujah is aligned to the mind of christ his thought amen is is renewed and transformed that christ lives in him every aspect of his being amen is aligned to god's divine counsel that there is no amen there is no error in god therefore every man who function within his mind, his brain, amen, his, his, his system, his organs, amen, align to the will of God, abide your mind to the will of God, Samuel, abide your thought to the will of God, binding is a good word, binding means to marry, amen, the Bible says, amen, whatever, you know, if God, you know, uh, uh, if two or three, amen, shall come together, whatever the Lord binds together, let no man put asunder, God himself used that terminology, but the charismatic church tells us binding amen yes is a negative word no binding is a good word is a word used for marriage you bind people together you bring them together you tie them together you knit them together so what am i doing i begin to knit his mind to the mind of christ i begin to bind his mind the word binding amen is a word used for marriage to lose amen is to disconnect, is to tear apart. You see, when you lose something, amen? Yes, you relax whatever is bound, right? I mean, it's simple. Now lose every activity of the enemy over his mind, over his life, amen? Every form of malfunction, every form of, you know, uh, uh, things not working right. I just lose them. And guess what today? Yesterday, it went for another... uh, 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 um, Thing, I don't know what they call it now, you know, where they they, they, they they test, you know, their skill because it's into it's into piano, it's into music. 
yesterday again he got a gold certificate that is a child that they said he won't be able to do certain things i mean he's he's not got into that level where you can begin to say he's playing like a pro but if you just hear him you will think it's a pro you see i've got a vision for him and the vision that i have for my son is the vision that heaven hallelujah has ordained for his life before he was born regardless of the environment regardless of the situation regardless of the of the negativity around him i don't see that i see what god is doing in his life i say to my son you don't have anger because you see, he, he cannot compute between you know how to behave how to talk how not to talk so all of that i'm shaping it i'm shaping him this is how to talk this is how to think this is how to reason you understand yes this is how to feel that's work friends that's warfare god never gives to you amen what he has not prepared you for but if you have not gone to him, if you have not inquired of him, how would you have me raise this child? The Bible says when Samson was born, his mother had to inquire of the angel that brought the gift. How would you want this gift to be raised? The angel told the mother of Samson. <laughs> the, the father of Samson came home. <laughs> she, she repeated what the, what, what the angel said. The next time she said to the angel, I want you to come back and say the same thing to my husband so that there can be agreement in the house. Come on, friends. God is bringing us into a new position, amen, of spiritual lifestyle, of spiritual understanding. You see, warfare is a normal, is a normal life. You know, when, when, we, when, 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 when we talk about warfare, amen, we're talking about, amen, a normal Christian life. The life, amen, of a believer, amen, is one designed, amen, in combat, in warfare, hallelujah, because we are dealing with adversary, amen, that are designed to stop or hinder our movement. Do you know, do you know what it took, amen, for a whole nation, amen, to be brought out, amen, of a nation of bondage called Egypt? It took one with a vision. It took God, amen, to raise a man for 80 years to prepare him, amen, to bring them out of servitude, out of, amen, out of the land of bondage and wickedness, amen, and bring them into the promised land. And still many of them, because of the mindset, did not get into that promised land. Are you getting the point? That's why we're saying we have to change our understanding of spiritual warfare. You see, spiritual spiritual life ought to be the normal life you know you don't go on the streets hallelujah you don't walk on the streets I go, people are going to look at you and say what's wrong with you <laughs> you know you don't go to your office now hallelujah and start pleading the blood I plead the blood I plead the blood you're going to be fired you wear the, the, the mindset of spiritual warfare, amen, as a template to engage the marketplace, amen, as a template to engage your family, your home, your community, amen. Spiritual warfare is a, is a state of your mind engaging the dark forces that cannot be seen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your warfare is not, your, it's not, it's not against your husband. It's not against your wife. It's not against your children. It's not even against your neighbor. People can present themselves, amen, and become tools in the hand of the enemy. But we don't focus on people. 
We will never focus on, if your warfare, amen, begins to focus on people, then, amen, you are bought a lie. Then you are, amen, into something else. No. Our warfare is against the forces of darkness. It's against, amen, systems, amen. Yes, the powers of darkness are using, yes, to interfere, to interface, amen, to frustrate, to, to dislodge, hallelujah, to, you know, to, 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 to neutralize, amen, the advancement of creation and humanity. The Bible says creation is groaning. Think about the level, the height of warfare to deliver creation from bondage. Just think about that alone. For me to be able to do what I'm doing, to speak the way I'm speaking, you better understand that it takes a level, hallelujah, of engagement in the spirit. When I don't engage in the spirit and I come to broadcast, I know the difference. You see, you've got to know when you are when you're going for an interview that you're not prepared for, you know, you, you know how you're gonna perform. Hallelujah. And when you go for an interview that you are prepared for, you go there, you relax. Amen. In fact, you take you take charge of the interview because you've prepared. Prepare, preparation means, amen, you, you have weighed every form of, amen, you know, a, a question they can throw at you. You've weighed it all. You've weighed it all. You've done your study. You know everything about that company. You know everything, amen, about, you know, your, op- your opponent, your opposition. You know everything. There's nothing, hallelujah, that the enemy can throw at you that you are not aware of, that you're not prepared. That is what it means to engage in warfare. It's not, it's not that gymnastic, like, no, 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 no. You've done that in your closet. When you come out, amen, you just, you just show up and begin to engage. That was David, you understand? David did not need to prove anything, amen. Yes, to anybody. Nobody believed that he had what it takes to defeat Goliath. Not even his own brother. Not even the king. You know, to be to be eaten up. To make the to make his case worse. He refused. He refused. Amen. The armory. He refused. Amen. The tonic of the king. He rejected it. Huh? When you get to that level, then you better believe <laughs> that God is on your side. You better know that God is on your side. Because not only will the king, you know, because you've already disgraced the king. I mean, that's a disgrace for the king to clothe you and you refuse the clothing of the king. You say, sorry, I don't want it. You can only boast like that when you know a God at the backside of the wilderness. When you know a God, amen, in the secret place. You understand? Our warfare is in the secret place. That is why we say this thing, amen, is a call, hallelujah, to worship. That in our worship, we war. Let me show you quickly. In case you don't see it. Can you see it underneath? Pressing into a season of worship and warfare. They go hand in hand. We don't go with the mindset to war. We go with the mindset to worship. And in our worship, amen, we ambush the enemy. Today, <laughs> what I said, we are not paranoid. We are not warmongers. 
but we are worshippers as we raise our hands to God if you are not a worshipper you can never be a warrior you will be defeated hands down because the enemy you are fighting understands amen that the only way you can defeat him amen is when you have when you have, hallelujah, yes, a closet where you have built an altar unto Yahweh. And if you are not doing it right, he knows. I hope you understand that the devil knows when, if you are worshipping God, amen, or you are just playing. I hope you understand that because he was once, amen, yes, the choir master of heaven. He was once in charge. He knows. You can't fool him. You can't fool him. You cannot fool him. So when we talk about amen, warriors of righteousness, we're talking about the power of lifestyle. The other said, when we talk about amen, warriors of righteousness, we're talking about warring from a position, amen, of a standing, of an upright life, amen, of an upright life before God. Your sense of uprightness before God is warfare and you can never be defeated in such battles. And this is why the enemy will continue to do all kinds of things and press all kinds of things, amen, to get you down, to pollute you, pollute your mind, pollute your spirit. Because he knows that when he creates all kinds of mayhems around you, you can't worship. Nobody goes to worship God, amen, with a dented, amen, unclean conscience. That's why the Bible said we must come, amen, yes, through the blood of the Lamb. You cannot approach God, amen, without going, amen, without allowing Christ to go on your behalf, amen. He's your advocate. This is why we come, amen, in the name of the Lord. This is why we come, amen, through the blood of the Lamb. This is why we allow the Holy Spirit, amen, to lead us, to guide us. Because, amen, our destination is before the throne of the Father. When you begin to lift your hands, you begin to ask the Lord to cleanse you, to wash you, amen, from every known sin, from every unknown sin. Because sin, amen, pushes us away from God. You've got to understand that those things you love is a trick of the enemy to severe you, to take you, to tear you apart from God. You've got to ask yourself, amen, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Do I want to gain the world and lose my intimacy, my relationship with the Father? I'm telling you, this is how I think. If there's something that I know I want to do that is not right, that doesn't feel right, I wait. I say, okay, all right, this thing sounds good, it looks good, right? Okay, it feels good, right? Okay, but then what is it going to cost me? <laughs> what is it going to cost me? No, no, no. I, 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 rather, I rather stick with my choice. Because, I, listen to this, when you fall, of course you can repent. But do you know how long it's going to take you to get back to? that point, that position you are before the fall. They say it costs, it, it costs certain company more money, amen, to turn on their, their machine after they've been shut down. It costs them more to turn on their, to turn on their machine. That's why some, some companies cannot afford, amen, load shedding. They cannot afford it. it no, no, it's going to cost them more. 
So you rather stay off the greed of, of ESCOM. <laughs> you see how God is speaking to us. If you're in South Africa and you're listening, you should be able to relate to what I'm talking about. Stay off the greed, amen, that is unstable. Stay off ESCOM greed, amen. Yes, go get your own, amen. Yes, you know, private, personal, you know, energy. So that you can keep on, amen, the light. You can continue to do your work. You can continue to manufacture. But if you depend, amen, on ESCOM, they will shut you down. Why are you in the spirit? Are you getting my point? It costs a lot, amen, to, 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 you know, to reawaken your spirit again. It's going to, I mean, this is just from my own personal, you know, you know, perspective. You know, to get your spirit back after you have fallen, after you, after you have, you know, uh, you've backslidden, it will take you close to about a month. That's thirty days of daily engaging. You see, it costs you more to be shut down for sin to shut you down, and for you, amen, to you know, to and there's no guarantee that you won't be shut down again. So cut that desire, cut that appetite, cut it off, cut it off. Jesus said, if, if your eyes cause you to sin, what did he say? He said, plug it off. He's not saying literally remove it. Remove your eyes from anything that will cause you to sin. That's what he's saying. He said, if your hands, amen, will cut you, cause you to sin. He said, cut it, chop it off. He's not saying go, you know, like they would do in, in Saudi Arabia. You know, the Muslims would do. They're not talking about that. He's saying, amen. Don't take your hands to any place. Amen. Don't go to any place. Amen. That will cut. In other words, don't present a temptation before yourself. You know, like I know, that, there are, that, that sin begins with a temptation. Amen. Sin begins with temptation. Amen. If you know, you know, there's a saying in my place. I've said this several times. There's a saying in my place. It says, what you're not going to eat, don't smell it. If you know this thing is going to trouble your, your tummy, why would you want to... I, no, no, I'm not eating. I just want to smell it. You lie to yourself. Because you know, amen, the distance between amen, your nose and your mouth, hallelujah, is a close call. <laughs> Stay away from anything. Anything or anyone, any place. That the enemy can use to push you into a lifestyle you don't want. This is the war. This is the battle. I'm highlighting. The Lord is highlighting. This was not my plan this morning. But the Lord is highlighting things we need to know. Things we need to stay off. If you want to keep warm, stay close to where? The fridge. <laughs> if you want to get warm, amen. Stay, stay close to the wall. If you want to stay warm, amen, you stay close to the fire. If you want to stay warm, you stay close to the fire. If you stay close to the fire, you will not feel cold. So what do you do? You continue to invest, amen, in wood. We're in winter. What do you do? You see people buying wood. Why you want to keep the house warm? You, you invest in things that will keep you spiritually warm. Alive. 
That is what I call training the spirit. That's what we want to engage in in this coming month of August. By the way, in the month of August, we're going to be fasting. So what are we fasting for? Are we in need? Of course we're in need. <laughs> we fast because we want more of Christ. We want more of God. We want to be spiritually alive. We want to be spiritually active. And fasting is part of our yearly investment. Hallelujah. Into the treasures of the kingdom. Into the economy of the kingdom. We don't fast because we need a wife. Because we need a car. We need a husband. We don't fast because we need money. We need all of those things, but we fast to seek first the kingdom of God. We want to seek the kingdom. They say seek. If there's something to seek in the kingdom, then that must tell you intelligently that there are things we need to seek. We need to know. We need to understand, hallelujah, about this order called the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a vast realm that we cannot even begin to comprehend. We can understand the kingdom. Amen. Amen. For the next gazillion, amen, tricillion years. Uncovering issues of the kingdom is an eternal, is an eternal project. All we're talking about, amen, is basically to scratch the surface. You understand? So we're gonna we're gonna be going, taking a journey of a season of fast fast all kinds of things out of our life amen fasting means amen to 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 reduce your focus to one thing to bring all your efforts and channel it amen to one thing that's what fasting is so you can't be fasting amen and be carried away by netflix or be carried away by people's issues. You understand? Or be into all kinds of no. When you when you're fasting, you want to invest your time, your life, amen, in the word of God, in the things of the spirit. I'm telling you, there are things to discover in God. There are things to discover, amen, about God, about his kingdom. There are things, the Bible talks about the things of the spirit. Things meaning that they are real, they're tangible. But not from our own natural cannot, you know, understand. Are, are you getting the point that I've made? I'm just telling you. Alright? You have to hate sin. You have to hate if you're going to live amen, a life that honor God, that glorify God. And that is victorious. If you're going to live a successful life. Amen. Yes. From all dimension, from all angle. You have to tell yourself to hate sin. Sin is not your friend. Sin is not my friend. Sin is anything, amen, that goes against the standard, the will of God, that contradicts the counsels of God, the intentions of God for my life, amen. So when I talk about sin, don't begin to think about, you know, the, those extremes. Yes, your lie, your fornication, amen, your stealings, amen, your pride. Yes, those are there and they are sin. But I'm talking about, amen, anything anything in your life that could jeopardize amen yes the presence of god is seen stay away from anyone anything any environment amen that can compromise your migration your advancement 
These are things people don't want to talk about again in the church. Unfortunately, there's no just two way about it. There is no two way. Amen. Yes. Somebody said, well, all road leads to Rome. When it comes to God, amen. Only one road leads to God. Only one road leads to, amen, to, you know, to the Father. And that road is Christ. And on that road, amen, only the righteous are allowed. I didn't make it up. I, I, I also had to wake up and, you know, begin to understand this truth and bind myself align myself to it because i love god I, I want to make it amen i want to live my life for him i want to make it to heaven i want to make it to heaven because that's where he dwells that's his dwelling place yes it's in me it's in me to empower me to come to him i love that thank you father it's in me to empower me to come to him I want, to, I want to finally be where he is. I want to see what is happening around his throne. Lest we get caught, caught up with some, you know, false doctrine that say, well, heaven, heaven, is, heaven is not real. Heaven is down here. Heaven is in my heart. Yes, heaven is in my heart. But heaven is also a place that he dwells. That the 24 elders, hallelujah, are. That daily, the, in fact, not daily, moment by moment, amen, as they behold the glory of the Lord, they bow down, casting their crown, singing, holy, 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 holy. I want to be part of that song, friends. Woo! I want to be there. I want to be in heaven. Jesus speak about heaven. In fact, he led the earth to heaven. Bible says he's seated at the right hand, amen, of the Father in heaven. So don't 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 downplay the teachings and the doctrines of heaven. Hello, all my apostolic brothers and friends out there. Yes, Jesus is coming back on earth, but he has a dwelling place called heaven. Where is he today? Yeah, he's in me, but he's also in heaven. A bit of doctrine, right? That is our hope. A gospel without the focus of, of heaven is a false gospel. Friends, I want you to be there. Only in heaven that we realize, amen, that the issues of marriage amen, is is dissolved. Our marriage is dissolved in heaven. We'll be all be married to Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm sure to some of us, you will say, Hallelujah! Finally, <laughs> I'm married to Christ. We need to remind ourselves of all, all those of these teachings and doctrine that the enemy is systematically, amen, downplaying. Hell is real. Heaven is real. I don't want to go to hell. The Bible talks about hell, amen. The Bible says death, amen. Death will be cast into the lake of fire. I want to be in heaven. Not because of a, not because of the street of gold. No, I want to be in heaven. Not because of some mansion. Oh. I want to be in heaven because of Christ. Because I love him. Because I love Jesus.
That's where I want to be in heaven. And I want my children to be there. I want my family to be there. And I want you to be there because I love you watching me. And there is nothing to be compared. There is no movie that Hollywood, Bollywood, Lollywood, and all the woods will ever produce that will even begin to touch the image of heaven. You cannot describe this image. There's a lot we don't know on this site that we will get to know when we get to heaven. And guess what? The story does not end just because we're in heaven. There's another dimension of uncovering. Another dimension of experience. There's another dimension of satisfaction that we are going to be experiencing because I mean, the beauty of life is what we experience, isn't it? Good or bad. That's the beauty of life. Experience, amen, is what, is what changes, is what develops us, amen. Is in fact, experience is what grows us. We grow by experience, not by age. Experience is what satisfies us. When you, when, I mean, I, we, we live in a place where, you know, there are all kinds of restaurants. If you've been to Franjouk. You, and you see all kinds of wineries. You see people, you know, just drive from one winery to another tasting wine. You know, what are they tasting in the wine? It's the experience. This wine has been, you know, uh, you know, has been has been in the bottle, you know, for you know for ten years. Oh, you taste it. It tastes some. It tastes, you know, in a particular way. And then you, you then you go to another farm. They say, well, this this this, you know, this 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 uh, uh, wine, you know, uh, uh, you know, has been in, in the brew for you know thirty years. Wow. Okay. Now the price differs. <laughs> you understand? The the more age the wine, the more. Expensive Oh, this one has been in the bottle for 100 years. 100 years. Imagine how much you're going to be paying. What are they paying for? Experience. Those who know the difference between the cheap wine and the well-brewed wine. When they taste it, they know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a wine, you know, blab. I'm not a wine liquor. I don't drink wine. No. You know, except maybe when I'm sick. When I'm sick, they say, take a little wine because a little wine is good for your body. Man, as, in fact, most time I don't, except my wife buys it. Maybe it's in the fridge. I just take a sip. But I don't know. I don't know the difference. I don't know how, you know, a wine that is brewed for 100 years, you know, and the one that is just brewed, I don't know how they taste. I just, <laughs> are you getting my point? But there are people, that's their life. That's their profession. I mean, people travel from different, from Germany and France and they come, oh, you know, tourist, tasting wine, you know, tasting food. Comparing 
It's about experience. Friends, what's my point? They are experiencing God. Selah. telling you the charismatic movement was good and was great but also limited us in truly experiencing God the the experience most people have about the church particularly about the charismatic the Pentecostal is people dancing you know people dancing you know people jumping hallelujah screaming tongues you know Hello, is that all to God? I mean, somebody, he, 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 the Spirit of the Lord says, and the parents of prophesy, he, he's into, you know, disco. He wants to prophesy, hey, 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 hey. The Spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. You don't need to be, you know, <laughs> to be dramatic, to give a prophetic word. You can hold your peace, hold your horse. They say, once you finish, the next to take over. Have you noticed? Our experience is chaotic. Oh, God. You see, I'm including myself. Let's just say, well, it's just trying to be funny now. No, no, no. I'm including myself. Our experience of God and the church is chaotic. That's why most people say, I'm, <laughs> hold your church. I'm going to go look for God somewhere else. What an experience. You go to church, you see people being kicked like football. <laughs> In the name of the prophetic, people are being kicked. People are being stamped on. People are being jumped on. People are being thrown up. There's one guy in Nigeria. I mean, his, his, his thing about, you know, about his church is, I mean, he carries somebody like he's wrestling with people and he slams them down the floor. Bam! And he said, that's how he cast out demons. I mean, we've seen all kinds of crazy things that people have accumulated as an experience of God and church. Friends, we are far from the truth. What a, what a word. Thank you, Father. That's no God. People have terrible, you know, People have fearful experience about God and so-called church. But we, we keep saying it. Excuse me. Those are not church. They, they do not represent the body of Christ. They do not represent the church, the ecclesia. They do not represent the bride of Christ. Those are hirelings. Those are people who smoke to. They blow smoke on your face. You think you were in church? No. <laughs> you were in a house of circus. You were in Disneyland. <laughs> Those are entertainers. You go to some cinema house, some you know, you know, art houses. You think you went to church? Sorry, you never went to church. Unfortunately, that's the truth. 
But there are days, that, excuse me, the days we are coming in are days where we are going to start experiencing the true God. I'm telling you some of the things the Spirit of God is, you know, imparting and sharing with me. Let me tell you something as the Lord just dropped in my spirit that he was sharing with me not too long ago. Many Christians are afraid to be alone. That's why people have very little, very shallow experience about God. Because if you really want to experience God, amen, you need to have, amen, a time alone with him. You have to develop a culture of being alone with God. Many people, amen, due to their insecurity, amen, they cannot afford to be in a place, amen, that is alone. They like noise. That's why they go to a place they call church that is all about noise. The drum beat, you understand, over, you know, overshadow even the message, overshadow the voice. Everything is chaotic. They like noise. You see, when you like noise too much, I can assure you there are demonic operations within or around your life. Amen. Controlling and manipulating you. Because listen, the Bible says, in quietness, you will be established. They like noise. That's why they can't read. Have you noticed that most Christians, amen, don't read today? But they can scroll. They can they can be scrolling. Some right now as I'm preaching, they are scrolling. Okay, what is Isaiah saying again? I don't know. They, three minutes, they've scrolled away. They're some, somewhere else. They, they, they live up and they don't, forever scrolling. But they cannot sit down, ever learning the scriptures, but they never come to the knowledge. I mean, that if I mean if Christians are really serious the kind of things we're teaching on this platform I mean should literally break the internet I mean people should be thronging and screaming we should be having a man if you will a revival a cyber revival from the thing you think I know what I'm talking about we should be having what you call a cyber revival The Googles of this world, amen. The Facebook of this world, amen. The Twitters, of, they should be ringing me and say, hey, what's going on? Is it that they are trying to shut me down? And they say, well, we will pay you so much because we don't know what is going on. What are you doing? But people don't like the truth. They admire, all right? They, they like the idea of somebody preaching the truth, but really living, giving, investing in it. No, 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 no. It's too much a work. And that's true. To live for the truth is an investment. It's an investment. So they rather go to where they will be noised. Where they are smoked. Where they are smoke screened. Where they are lied to. Where they are deceived. I saw one guy from Nigeria. He's into he's the apostle of prayer. And I'm listening to this guy. I'm not trying to be funny. People are trying. In fact, some of my old members in the church, amen, that I pastor in Nigeria were sending me his, his link. I had to literally rebuke one of them. You must be out of your brain for you to be sharing such a link to me after the things I have taught you. 
the number following these people into thousands, sharing thousands. The people want his soul. What can I do? Somebody that will just hype them, hype them, hype. I'm not here to hype you up. I'm here to lead you. To build you. To train you. Even some of our sisters following us, they hate the truth. They only relate to the truth when they feel like it. Listen and listen well. If you want to engage with God, you've got to pull everything you have. Put it down on the altar. It's not about your feelings. It's about your faith on the line. Faith on the line. I have laid down my life for this work. And still, we're still wondering where is the next meal going to come from? How am I going to finish my office? How am I going to do this? How am I going to... But those things don't move me. I still come fresh alive with the joy of the Lord being my strength. Proclaiming the undiluted word of God. So that when I am called home tomorrow, I'll be able to stand before the Lord and give an account. You see, Ministry is not for the faint heart. Ministry is not for the faint hearted. Ministry is not a, a pleasure stroll. Ministry, hallelujah, is not, you know, tourism. A lot of people are into tourism. They think they're doing ministry. They toy in the world. They move from here and there. Do this, do that. You know, that's no ministry. Is a call to bleed. Is a call handaraboyata to suffer. Thank you, Father, because now He brought me into the message that I have for the day. I am grateful, Father. My heart rejoices in the way You direct me, in the way You teach me, because there are people out there that You want them to hear the things that I've said in the past forty minutes or one hour thereabout, only to come to this point. That you spoke to me. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Join me in suffering. Paul said to Brother Timothy, like a ghoul soldier of Christ Jesus, a soldier, amen, refrains from, amen, entangling himself in civilian matters in order to please the one who enlisted him. 
Is this still in your Bible, friends? This journey, this calling, this walk, amen, is not for the faint-hearted. It's for those who are willing to be, amen, soldiers in the army of God. They never promise that everything is going to be well and rosy. Did you hear me? If you're in ministry or you, your, your, your philosophy, philosophy about life or about Christianity is where I'm just going to, I'm just going to be more, you know, I'm just going to follow Christ. I'm just going to love God the more so he can bless me, so he can prosper me, so I can succeed, so I can, God knows what, you lie. You're a soldier. Have you ever studied the life and the lifestyle of a soldier? That's why the world, the world we live in today is collapsing. Because the discipline that it takes for men to succeed in society has been, has been, has been pushed amen, aside. In fact, has been trampled upon. Democracy will never give us the competence, amen, to excel and to prosper and to advance, amen, in this day where AI and all kinds of things, amen, are replacing humans. If you have a democratic mindset, you already capture. Back in the days when we were growing up, amen, we were very aware, amen, of the values of being trained. You understand? In fact, I know back in the days, you know, parents would, would take their children to some military school. And by the way, military school used to be the best back in the days. In fact, if you want to go to a military academy, your son must be very brilliant. They don't take just some, let my people go. No, you must, amen, yes, be well, well, you know, well knowledgeable. Because what they're about is not just about giving you knowledge. They want to give you the discipline that will allow you to, that will make you succeed in life. How many? In a day where you can't even discipline a child, you can't even tell a child, be quiet, sit down there. The child will tell you, do not have the right to tell me that. Or else I'm going to report you to social welfare. <laughs> not in my watch. We'll all go back to Nigeria. We'll go and continue our ministry there. I get in the point that I'm making. You want to raise, amen. Yes, a society of people who understand, who can, who understand how the enemy, you understand, yes, you know, controls, influences society. The average youth, the average teenager. The average adult today is as blind as a bat. Yet, many of them have gone to school. Some may be watching me. They've been to university. But they know nothing about self-discipline. They know nothing about self-restraint. They know nothing, hallelujah, about, you know, really, really breaking out of the environment. Amen. Living, moving towards realms they have never heard of. And going there, amen. Breaking ground, amen. Succeeding particularly here in South Africa and of course many who are growing up in the West and Europe
and the Islamic State began to recruit people to go fight and build for themselves a caliphate. You understand? In Syria, many of the Sweden young people who have gone to school, who have everything you can think of about life, amen, yet disorientated, confused. Many of them were lawyers, were bankers, you understand, doctors, went to join this ungodly Muslim caliphate to carry God because they want to live for something all their life amen they have never been taught that they can really move out of the environment you see that's why I keep saying be careful of politicians who tell you we want to give you everything we give you free house we give you free food we give you free no they are giving you things to to control you in fact to own your soul you don't want to train you want to you don't want to raise your children you don't want to grow in that kind of environment where amen your destiny is not in your own hand you see i i keep telling my children when when escom takes light and everybody my son is come i say no where i come from i was prepared for this i'd lived amen in a in an environment where for three weeks we didn't have light yet ministry was continued we were we still living and we were filled with joy we were happy everything was nice and when they bring back the light, we are excited. We scream. Everybody jump on the street. You may think, well, no, they are controlling us. No. You go, you go make your research. Nigerians know how to, amen, create things out of nothing. They know how to make a way where there seem to be no way. Have you, have you, have you heard? Nigerians are one of them. Terrible. They, they still make something out of nothing. That is what shaped my values. You see, that's why I love my country. And these are the things that I'm prophesying, I'm declaring, and I'm sounding that I hope people will hear and listen because you like it or not. We will all, all nations will be equalized in this last day. You will have your own share of trouble, tribulation, pain, suffering. All right, yes. And those who are manipulating the system, they've set the standard, they've laid that foundation. So if you're wise, you're a parent, you're listening to me, you begin, you need to begin to teach your children, amen, what you call boot camp. You don't hate them. Not like you, you dislike them. No, you're preparing them for the rainy season. You're preparing them for what is coming. So that when something comes, ah, daddy has taught us what to do if you ever hear the sound if you ever see this sign if this you know what to do that's what we're talking about growing up being prepared being trained being equipped today has made me i can survive anywhere take me from where i am now throw me in the kalahari i will survive i will still find a way where you will hear me put me in a place where there is nothing I will turn things around there. I have the mindset of can do. I have the spirit that never says die. I don't give up. I've been in situation that really wanted to shut me down. The period in my life, my ministry was shut down for almost five years. Not of my making. But because of situation that I'm going through. But look at me today. Bounce back. I always bounce back. You know why? Because I never let go of God. I never let go of the one who has called me. 
This thing is about warring, it's about being a soldier. Everything that I do is tagged with a purpose. I've told you that everything that I buy, if I want to buy amen, anything, I consider if that thing is going to enhance my work. If that thing is going to ease my work, if that thing is going to, you know, make me, amen, be more competent, be, be more fulfilling in doing this work that I'm doing. That's how we live, friends. And that's how you live the fullness of life. It's a beautiful thing to live life, engage, amen in resistance yet you are pressing you are pressing you are moving forward I read something in fact I did not I, I was listening to Joe Biden the president of the United States in one of these short videos and he's talking about you know for how long can Vladimir Putin be able to keep up with this battle in Ukraine and he used a term he used a word that I was shocked. In fact, I'm hoping that maybe I'm gonna share that video so people can see it. He said we are already in a in a tall you know a, a told world war. He said it with his own mouth. He said, this battle that we are in that is the told world war. I'm like, did, did this thing slip out of this man's mouth, or maybe is is the age? Or is it serious that we are already in told world war? Of course, we are already in told world war. This slip out of his mouth. Everything that is happening right now is a staged, amen. Yes, for the told world war. And I don't know how many nations will survive it. Already, they are weaponizing, amen. Grain. They are weaponizing food. Already have, amen. People who want to, you know, produce food that are manufactured you know in in a laboratory i mean friends we live in a day of wickedness how ready are you not in fear your readiness amen is your proximity to the heartbeat of yahweh that's how we get ready and what yahweh says is what you do launch out to the deep Launch out to the other side as you hear, as you move closer, and you hear what he say, and you respond. You will always be ahead of the adversary. You will always be ahead of the enemy. Your place of victory and advancement, amen, is through the heartbeat of the Father. What is the Lord saying? If you cannot hear God, you're defeated. If you cannot hear God in this last day, if your ears have not been trained, that's why you see all the emphases amen, on this platform is training you. Training you. I said next month, we're going to do some series on how to train your spirit. We've been talking about the makings of the spirit. You see, these are emphasis. When God wants to speak to us, he comes to us and speak to us. Amen. In relating to his mind for the season. I've got something that I quickly, you know, I, I, 
want to share along that line that I'll be done this morning. I see these days our message just go even to us two hours. And that is because there's so much. And that's why I also try, amen, uh, you know, not to broadcast, amen, the day after. Because there's so much that is being said that you need to go sit down. Listen, friends, I am not naive about what we're talking about. And I'm not wasting the seed. And I please, I beg of you, I don't want you to waste the seed. Because these things are coming from a dimension, hallelujah, that God is steering. These are not my own making. I'm not saying things from my own head. I prepare, but the Spirit of God takes charge. Join me in suffering. There's a suffering we have to amen, embrace and rejoice over. Our perspective about suffering has to change. If, we're, if we are a nation that cannot suffer, then we will not be able to define, amen, yes, a new systems of breakthrough and advance. Suffering create, you know, forces us to think and to rethink. If you're suffering and all you're thinking about is survivor, then you don't understand. And in fact, you are losing, you are missing the opportunity of the suffering. You're suffering because of something. You've got to know why. You've got to know what they're doing. Amen. Yes. Right now, South Africa is suffering. Amen. Due to the negligence of the management of the government and you understand the ESCOM parastatus, the ESCOM managers, you understand? Yes, we, so the whole nation is suffering now, but it is from this suffering that new opportunity, amen, to invent and to reinvent, hallelujah, surfaces. Suffering also has its own, amen, yes, purpose in our life. You don't suffer for, for nothing, you suffer for a reason. There's a scripture I really want to show us. I don't know if I have all the time today, but I'm looking at the time. We've already done one and a half hours. Join me in suffering. Today, everybody wants to read Paul. We want to study Paul. But many of the things, the revelation that Paul, amen, yes, received, the things deposited, the, the deposit of God in the life of Paul came through suffering. Even our Lord Jesus Christ suffered. And that's why, amen, this morning's message, amen, is following Christ, who is our pattern, is following the example of Christ as warriors of righteousness. Excuse me, let me ask you a question. Are those warring right now, either from the side of Ukraine or from the side of Russia, are they suffering? Yes, they are suffering. Because while they are fighting, amen, they are not rushing back home to go have a nice bath. Amen. Nobody's bringing some nice food for them. Some of them, we don't know for how long, amen, they, they have a bath. Three, four days, maybe a week, amen. They're in that hole, amen. Yes, ambushing, waiting for their enemy to strike. Awake church. Join me in suffering like a good soldier. A bad soldier when he sees suffering. What does he do? He runs away like Demas. Paul said, Demas have left me. Amen. He's run to Thessalonica, having loved the things of this world. Demas was a believer, was a Christian. He could not handle, amen. Yes, you know, the, 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 you know, the diggings of the hole, amen. The drain, he could not handle, amen, rolling, crawling on. He could not handle all the pain. He could not handle, you know, you understand, the bites. He could not handle those challenges. 
What happens to the days of missionaries? You think God has forgotten about missionaries? Missionaries are apostolic people. The real apostolic people, amen, are missionaries. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, not of some nation, nation will go through. I mean, people enroll in, in, in the military force of their country. They go through all kinds of things only for them to be serving government, amen, that are perverted, that are corrupt, that even deceive them. But people, because they love their country, they give their heart, they give their life. They go and spend, amen, all the knowledge they have acquired in university, you know, on the war field. Think about that. Not the talk of we being God's soldier. And we want to handle the things of God with mediocrity. Mediocres are not allowed in this end of days. Did you hear that say? Mediocres are not allowed the things of God in this end of days. That's why God is separating, is shifting. They are changing the gods. This is the day, hallelujah, where the drums are rolling, where the trumpet is sounding for the change of gods. Now we want gods, amen, who are disciplined. We want gods, hallelujah, who will not bow our budge. We want gods, amen, whose belly is not their God. We want gods who cannot be enticed, amen, with the money of this world, with fame, with power. We want gods who are on the watch. We want gods, amen, on the wall. We want gods who are true watchmen. Who will not be silent. Who will not be quiet. We want guards who will not fall asleep on duty. We don't want guards, amen. Yes, with pot belly. You see men of God with pot belly. You ask yourself, whatever happened to you? If you are given to fasting and you are given to warfare, you will have pot belly. Ouch. We got to understand the demand of the spirit, the requirement of God for the day. The sound of the trumpet must, must be coming louder and clearer. You must be awakened. A rude awakening must dawn on you, must dawn on me. As a good soldier, you restrain yourself. You don't entangle yourself. You know what it means to entangle yourself? Look at the word. You don't entangle. When something entangles you, that thing wraps you. You can't move. You entangle yourself with the worldly lifestyle. I remind myself daily not to entangle myself. Even when I'm on social media, when I'm, I know when to, when to close my phone. I know when to shut down my iPad. Even if I'm not doing it, no, 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 no. Screen time over. You must know when screen time is over. Of recent, you know, in trying to continue to advance our, you know, our message, so I opened a TikTok account. I'd done it before. I shut it because I, my yo, my word. <laughs> that one is another level of iniquity. Because you see all kinds of things that you're not supposed to see. And I'm saying to myself, Isaiah, are you sure you're ready for this TikTok? I just want to be able to, you know, <laughs> push the message of Christ there. 
see, you've got to know if you are ready for something or not. Because it, the iniquity is in, is in another level. Facebook, ah, moderate. To compare to TikTok, Facebook is moderate. In fact, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? YouTube, ah, is still moderate. TikTok, oh my word. That's why it's TikTok, TikTok. That thing before, you know, TikTok, you're gone. <laughs> but I'm saying to the Lord, help me here. Because we've got to push this thing there. We're going to push this thing there. Because it is subtle, subtle. As a soldier, you don't... Oh, listen, listen. What the enemy needs to gain advantage, in fact, to destroy you in a combat, is a split second. Is a split second of distraction that the enemy needs. To gain advantage and to attack you. Split second. That's why they say, put on the whole armor of God. When you put on the whole armor of God, one of the things that you have as an advantage, amen, is that you are ahead of the enemy. You can literally predict the next move of the enemy. And that is not because you are, you are, you know, you are looking for him. No, that's because, amen, your mindset, amen, has become that of Christ. So you know the minds of men. You know the thought. Before Jesus, excuse me, before people say things, Jesus already knew their mind. He said, why do you doubt? Why do you say this in your heart? That is the level. That is the grade, amen, of spiritual warfare they are calling us into. Where before somebody think of something, you already know. This is what I call prophetic warfare. Thank you, Jesus. In God's prophetic timeline, there are various insights and understanding released to help the body of Christ better, amen. In 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 realigning themselves to the ordained purpose, to the ordained assignment of God. Yes. And when I say often this realignment drives, amen. This realignment or divine redirection comes to it, amen, the current prophetic demand of the Spirit. You see, what we're talking about is the current prophetic demand. Somebody say, oh, I want to know about the prophetic. Every day we're teaching you about the prophetic. Every time I come and I speak, I open my mouth, amen. You're learning. You should be learning something about the prophetic, amen, which often comes, amen, first, the, 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 the direction of God for a new day whenever God is moving in a new day or God wants to you know do something new the first thing he does amen it calls the attention of the people back to himself he focuses their mind amen he focuses their attention back to himself and then from that point amen he begins to give them strategy of how to uncover the schemes and the wiles of the enemy not the other way around amen you have to first come to the place where you understand Christ is the image. It's from that point that he gives us insight, direction. He gives us strategy of how to engage. And I'm going to stop here today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Jesus. Building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. We're staring the, the voice of prophetic awakening globally, all across the world. We are resounding the heart of God, the mind of God. We are bringing a people to the point and place where they know heaven's divine intention. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we glorify your name. Hallelujah. This is a scripture that I had in mind to share with us today, but hopefully we'll do that next time. But I'm just going to read it. First Peter, First Peter 4. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourself with the same attitude because whoever suffers, suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their life, of their earthly life, amen, controlled by human longings and desire. Why? Because you've done away with sin. Why, why, why have you done away with sin? How, how were you able to, you know, to, to do away with sin? Because you chose the same, amen, path, the same value, the same principle that Jesus embraced. How did Jesus embrace suffering? He chose the path of the cross. Our suffering is the bearing of the cross. And when we bear the cross long enough, the flesh dies. You know, when the flesh of Jesus died on the cross, that was the beginning of a new life of a resurrected life of a glorious life that sin can no longer control and this is the call this is the beauty this is the call amen that every one of us are supposed to be responding to hallelujah friends i want to thank you this morning for being part of this live broadcast i want to believe that once again that you've been greatly enriched you've been informed and I believe this word is reforming you right now if if and that's a big if if you will give heed to the things that we have said because all that has been said today are the truth nothing but the truth let your life count for God not just for some organization not just from for some religious system it's time to probe everything about your life i started by saying many of us are living amen in in a in a false identity unfortunately many of the things that we thought that we believe is true in fact is a lie so how do you know you start probing those things you start comparing the things you have, amen, with the value standard of God's word. Remember, you can use the word of God to veneer your own, you know, ideals, your own ideas, or even your own denial. The word of God can be anything you want it to be. But when you allow the word of God to read you, you allow, amen, yourself to stand before the mirror of the word. And let the word of God begins to show you 
the flaws. You understand? The stain, the wrinkles, the blemish. And you are willing, sincerely open to change. They will begin a new work in your life. There's a lot to live for than living for some religious ideas and ideals. There's a lot, hallelujah, to, to come to understand in Christ than to live our life being fooled, being deceived. You know, you, 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 you psych yourself, you force yourself to believe that you're living for God. But meanwhile, you know you're not. Your soul is still very much alive. You think you can manipulate God. Sorry, you're only defying your day of arrival. It's time to surrender. I learned to surrender. See, when you surrender, you know you've truly surrendered. You have nothing to fear. You have no fear of falling because you've, you've, you're already laying on the altar. All your, all your prayers, just Lord, I, whatever you want to do with my life, do it. Pour me forth, Lord. When you say use me for your glory, you really mean it. That no matter what he takes from you, is part of amen, his program to awaken you, to continue to deal with you until there is no more flesh in you to resist his voice. Come on, friends. Give glory to God this morning. This is the way of a righteous warrior. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Don't, don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself. And don't let people lie to you. Awake. Awake. Awake from your slumber. Awake from self-deceit. Awake from self-denial. Awake. Let Christ this day be truly formed in you as you allow him to resident in your heart. Thank you, Father. We honor you, Father, this day. May the voice of this awakening continue to resound across the nations. Let this word, this word, oh God, go through and fro the earth. Let this word cut across the boundaries of the limitations of men. Let this word, oh God, be shared among them who are seeking and looking for your appearance. Let your glory once again be revealed. Use our children, use our family for the furtherance of your gospel. Oh Father, we wait on you. We wait on you. As a watchman waits for the morning, we wait for you. We trust in you. You are our strength. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen and amen. Friends, I want to say to you, thank you once again for listening to this crazy prophet. Yeah, that's what a lot of people call me. It says a crazy guy. Yes, I'm crazy for Christ, but I'm very sane with the mind of Christ. May your life be a testimony that will transform people around you. Even when there are oppositions, even when there are adversary, keep standing for the truth 
At least don't die for lie. Stand for truth. And if need be, die for the truth. God bless you. We'll see you again. Amen. Please do share this message. By the way, uh, Sister Kate, if you're watching, thank you so much for sharing. I saw that you shared uh, your uh, last uh, message. Thank you so very much. I really, really do appreciate that. I pray that and I wish that many of our you know, followers will continue to, oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll continue to share our messages because this message, you never know. It might just be what somebody need. I know they say, well, it, 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 it takes a daring heart to listen to Isaiah Phillips. Yes, it does. But we have people following us. We have people. And you just never know who may just need to hear this message. Some people right now, God is bringing them to the end of themselves. And not they just need is this crazy prophet. And they're like, wow, okay, I'm seeing a different side of what I thought is woke. No, Christianity is not woke. Followers of Christ are not woke. Amen. It is the people who have watered down the gospel, who have turned the gospel to some, you know, money machinery thing. We're changing that. The Lord is taking back his church from the hands of the charlatans. So thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning. Thank you, Sister Priscilla, once again. Yesterday was Sister Priscilla's birthday. We pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and sustain you and empower you and grace you. As you step into this new day with this kind of a message, I'm telling you, the heavens amen, are your limits. God bless you. We'll see you again. Continue to reign in life. Continue to be trained. Continue, amen, to allow your spirit man to gain ascendance, even if your outer man is dying. Remember, death must occur for life to emerge except the corn of the wheat falls to the ground and dies it abides alone but if it dies if it dies it brings forth much much fruit God bless you we'll see you again rejoice in the Lord bye bye